0: This is the One Verse Podcast, where we liberate scripture from religion, one verse at a time. Well, hello there. It's Jeremy Myers, and you are listening to the One Verse Podcast. The following episode is an excerpt. Taken from one of the lessons in my online course, The Gospel Dictionary. In case you aren't aware of it, I have an online discipleship group. And one of the main things I do in this discipleship group is teach online courses. I think there's about 10 courses available now for people in the discipleship group. And one of them, one of these courses, is The Gospel Dictionary. The Gospel Dictionary looks at 52 keywords of the gospel... When it's all said and done, there might be a few additional words as well, and contains, I don't know, so far, about 100 hours of teaching, and I'm only about halfway through. So, um, uh, this, this podcast episode is an excerpt from one, just one of the lessons in that dictionary course. Now, if you want to take that course, you have to be part of the Discipleship Group, and you can do that by going to redeeminggod.com join. Learn uh, more there and uh, join up there. So I, I look forward to to seeing you there inside the discipleship group and uh, taking this course. Uh, this course will eventually become a book, probably several books, uh, but that's several years away from the time of me recording this. I got to finish the course itself. And then edit and process. and So anyway, uh, if, if you're anxious, though, to read everything and get access to everything, the only way to do that is inside the Discipleship group, okay? They have PDF downloads, MP3 downloads, and you can uh, interact with me there as well about the content of these lessons. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really, really appreciate it, telling other people about it as well. That's how uh, word spreads about this. If you find the content of these podcasts helpful, Uh, and you're sharing it with others, thank you so, so much. All right, with all of that in mind, let's get into the content of today's podcast study. Now, we're going to be looking at several passages about forgiveness in the book of Acts, but let me sort of give you an overview first. The book of Acts is a book of transitions. Uh, there's numerous transitions that take place in this important book. Obviously, it shows the birth of the church and so on. But uh, some of the major transitions, for example, are a transition from the ministry of Jesus, which we read about in the Gospels, to the ministry of the Apostles and ultimately to the church as well, which we are still carrying out today. Basically, the apostles continue to do what Jesus did, and we are continuing are still to be doing those similar things today, taking the gospel to the ends of the world. And as we know, the apostles begin by spreading the message of the gospel in Jerusalem and Judea, and then into the Samaritans, and then ultimately to the ends of the world, to the Gentiles. Okay? Okay. And uh, the keys of the kingdom were given to Peter, and so on. And of course, Peter is the one who unlocks the gospel to these various people groups. And this is accompanied or verified by the gift of tongues. That that is why tongues are mentioned in the in the uh, in the book of Acts. Uh, which interestingly enough, after after the gospel is unlocked to them, uh, and tongues show up, we don't really me- read much about tongues uh, anymore in the book of Acts after that. So. Uh, that just shows what the purpose of the tongues was. Uh, something for a later study right there. Uh, but another transition, and this this uh, relates to our study here on forgiveness, is this teaching about forgiveness and the revelation about the truth of humanity and culture and civilization and scapegoating and sacred violence and bloodshed and warfare uh, and what we see in the crucifixion of Jesus. This um this message, the central truth of the gospel begins with Jerusalem and Judea and then spreads out to the Samaritans, to the Gentiles and uh, we see this uh, this teaching spread. So this also is a sort of a a transitionary truth that is um, focused on as Peter spreads this gospel message to the various people groups. And then of course, the baton is picked up or we could say the torch is carried again uh, by Paul later in the book of Acts, where uh, he does many of the same things that Peter did, where he picks up the ministry and carries it even further, okay? So, uh, let's look at a few of the key texts about forgiveness, which shows how this occurs. Uh, The book of Acts begins uh, very similarly to the Gospels. Uh, In the Gospels, John came preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins, And so in Acts 2.38, Peter is preaching to the Jews who had gathered in Jerusalem uh, for the Feast of Pentecost. And of course, it's the coming of the Holy Spirit and tongues and all of that. And he told them that the Messiah had come and they had put him to death. Of course, this uh, was alarming to them. And so they said, what should we do? And so in Acts 2.38, Peter says to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. All right, this message, this initial message of Peter to the Jewish people, very similar to the message of John the Baptist to the Jewish people. Very, very identical, very uh, nearly identical. All right, Um, and again, this baptism, just like John's baptism, was not a Christian baptism exactly. It was a Jewish baptism, a ritual purification, washing Whereby they symbolized death to the past and rising again to new life in the future. And it was a baptism of repentance, uh, a commitment to turn from the past, to turn from the way things used to be, and rise again, be born again to a new way of living in the future. All right, and so that was the message of John the Baptist, and that is also the message of Peter here. All right, he's not telling them how to receive eternal life. He's telling them what to do in response to this revelation they have received about Jesus. And what are they to do? Well, they are to be baptized, die to their past. They are to repent, turn from their ways, old ways of living. And in in so doing, they will receive the remission of sins. All right, remission. This is the Greek word aphasis. This is not charizomai. This is aphasis, forgiveness. Uh, So remission is fine, but really release or liberty or freedom might be uh, be good translations of this term as well. Peter is telling them the same thing that John the Baptist taught. Same thing we've learned uh, numerous times. This this use of the word Ephesus in the Gospel of Luke is that when people realize the truth of what Jesus has revealed to them on the cross, uh, that we killed an innocent scapegoat victim in the name of God. We made him out to be a monster and then killed him because we believed that that was God's will. But then God raised him from the dead, revealing that he was innocent. Uh, this calls us to turn from such behavior in our own lives towards other people as well. And Peter is telling the Jewish people, look, learn from the mistake you made in crucifying Jesus and repent. Stop doing that towards other people. And in this way, you will be released. You will find freedom. You will no longer be enslaved to that form of captivity, uh, to that form of sin, right? You will find freedom from it, okay? And of course, uh, they did, and they went on to do that, to to, uh, find that freedom. And that's what uh, Peter is talking about there in Acts 2, all right? no. Uh, So, uh, the message continues in Acts 5.31, just real briefly. Again, Peter is talking there to the Jewish religious leaders, and uh, very similar there. Uh, uh, Him, God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Again, Peter is just pointing out to the Jewish religious leaders what they had done wrong, and he's calling them to repent of their sins and and receive forgiveness. Again, this is aphasis, release, stop committing that sin, basically, is what this tor- sort of forgiveness is. Uh, and when you stop it, then you will no longer experience the devastating and destructive consequences of it. This is not charizomai, the free forgiveness of God. This is aphasis, forgiveness, uh, the release uh, based on uh, the conditional release uh, that, that uh, we have to do things in order to receive this sort of forgiveness uh, the message continues uh, we could look at uh, acts 10:43 this is where peter preaches a similar message to the god-fearing gentile cornelius and you remember cornelius he has this vision and then peter shows up to explain it to him and peter says this to him all the prophets witness that Through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. Lots of people think that Peter is telling Cornelius here how to receive eternal life. But he's not. He's telling him uh, as a Roman soldier, he was a uh, Roman centurion, as you read there in Acts 10.1, telling him that uh, he, he should not engage in these practices that the Roman military, all military really engages in these, Uh, which they use scapegoating tactics to defeat an enemy and create peace in a conquered region. Peter is telling Cornelius, look, don't engage in that sort of behavior anymore. We now know because of the revelation we have in Jesus that we should not be engaging in these things anymore. So, uh, uh, Cornelius, don't, don't do this. Okay. Now, I do believe that Cornelius and his household believed in Jesus for eternal life. But look, there are other things you can believe in Jesus for. And one of them is believe in Jesus, believe the revelation that Jesus reveals on the cross about the scapegoat uh, victim mentality that a lot of us have. Uh, we we kill and condemn and accuse other people in God's name, and we think that such behavior is righteous. It's this, this myth of redemptive violence. We think that by engaging in violence against our enemies, we are doing the will of God. Jesus revealed that we are not, and Peter is telling Cornelius the same thing here, all right? Um, You should turn from this behavior, Peter is telling Cornelius, and receive the remission from sin, for sins, or the release from this sort of sin. Uh, This is the Ephesus forgiveness once again, okay? Uh, Peter tells Cornelius and all Gentiles to learn from Jesus so that we can learn the ways of peace. All right. Now, uh, there are other passages where we talk about this, but Acts 13 shows us one of these transitions where uh, sort of the focus of the book of Acts moves from Peter over to Paul. And so at the beginning sort of of this focus on Paul, we see that Paul follows the same steps as Peter and has a similar message as Peter. All right. Um, So during Paul's first missionary journey, Very much like Peter did in beginning and preaching to the Jewish people in Jerusalem. On Paul's first missionary journey, the first thing he would do is visit the Jewish synagogues in whatever town he was in. And what would he tell them? Well, the same thing that Peter told the Jewish people. That they had made a mistake, a a very terrible mistake, in killing uh, Jesus, the Messiah. But they did this because this is what all people do throughout time. We have... We kill others in the name of God. We condemn them, and we accuse them. We turn them into monsters, and then we kill them, all right? And that's what happened to Jesus. And so Paul is telling the people, the religious people in the synagogue here in Acts 13, 14, says, therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. What type of Forgiveness. This is not the free forgiveness of God, where God forgives all people throughout all time for all their sins, past, present, and future, with no conditions, no fine print, no ifs, ands, or buts. Every person, whether they're Christians or not, have the free karizomai forgiveness of God. No, Paul is not talking about that here. He's talking about aphasis forgiveness. All right? Here, it's interesting. They do, the translators, at least in the New King James, translate it as forgiveness of sins even though in Acts 2 and Acts 10, they translated it as remission of sins. would have been better for them to be consistent and keep it as remission, I suppose. But uh, this is a face's forgiveness. And uh, that's what Paul is emphasizing here to the Jewish people as he talks about it. Okay, now um, we could go on, but uh, sort of near the end of the book, we have Acts 26, 18, And um, near the end of the book, this is when Paul gets the opportunity to, uh, he heads to Rome, and he has the opportunity to um, speak the gospel to Festus and King Agrippa, and sort of what he also is planning on saying to Caesar if he gets the chance. And once again, just like we saw with Peter talking to Cornelius, Paul's message to these Roman authorities was very similar. He was telling to them what was revealed to us in Jesus about culture and society and civilization and violence and warfare and bloodshed and how we, all of these things, are built upon uh, the scapegoat mechanism where we kill other people in the name of God to justify our behaviors and our violence toward them, okay? So on the... um, as he's standing before them, Paul recounts to them his conversion experience on the road to Damascus, and he tells them what Jesus had said to him. And among them, among, among the things uh, that he, he reports, that Paul reports, is uh, these words To open their eyes, this is Acts 26, 18. To open their eyes in order to turn from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. That's the power of the accuser, which calls us to accuse, condemn, and kill other people in God's name. So turn away from that, turn to God, which is a way of love and grace and mercy and complete forgiveness, right? So that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. This is what Jesus was telling Paul to proclaim to the world and especially to the Jewish people. And so that is what Paul is reporting to Festus and Agrippa here. And of course, this word for forgiveness in Acts 26, 18, once again, is aphasis. All right? Uh, Jesus wanted Paul, just as he wanted Peter and all of his followers, to tell people, explain to people, show people how to receive aphasis, the forgiveness of sins, how to be released from the lies of Satan. Uh, the lies of of the the accuser, where we accuse, condemn, and kill other people in God's name. God wants us to stop that behavior because it has nothing to do with him, all right? Now, Paul goes on to say in Acts 26 that when he tried to call both Jews and Gentiles to turn from their violent ways, he was threatened with death instead, all right? Just as Jesus revealed and is seen throughout the Bible— Uh, When a person does not repent of their sin, the result is religious violence. Okay? And that is what happened with Paul as well. Um, So the book of uh, Acts ends with similar themes, um, but does not provide any information about Paul's trial before Caesar. Okay? Now, and that's sort of how the the book uh, book of Acts ends, a very abrupt ending, Uh, But it's just as both Peter and Paul called Jews and Gentiles, both religious leaders and political leaders, to turn from their ways of violence based on accusation, right? Sort of the the reason the book of Acts ends this way with us saying, ah, what happened is because the story is not over. And you and I are supposed to pick up the mantle of Peter and Paul for ourselves and continue to carry this message of freedom and deliverance from sin's bondage to the uttermost parts of the earth. Okay, so I hope that that is, I mean, uh, the the message began with John the Baptist, was continued through Jesus, then was picked up by Peter and the apostles, and finally to Paul, and now on to you and to me. You and I are supposed to take this message, the two-pronged message about forgiveness, charizomy forgiveness, the free forgiveness of God for all people throughout all time, for all their sins, no matter what. Everybody has been freely forgiven for all their sins, past, present, and future. Okay? And then we're supposed to move on from that though and comprehend the ephesis forgiveness of God's. This, this release, this, this um, uh, escape, this freedom from the bondage and lies and accusations of sin. We do this by dying to our past, by saying by turning our back on it and resolving, deciding, committing to live a different way now. So that we obey God and we treat others with love and grace and mercy and respect, just as God has treated us, and in this way we will experience Ephesus forgiveness, the release, the remission, the deliverance from our bondage and enslavement to sin. All right, that's the message, one of the central messages in the Book of Acts, and um, we see this all the way out, all the way throughout the rest of the Bible as well. So that's going to do it for today's podcast study. I hope you found this study helpful and beneficial in not only understanding a key word about the gospel, related to the gospel in scripture, uh, but also help bringing you greater and deeper understanding of a particular Bible verse uh, from scripture. And of course, it's not just about gaining knowledge of the scripture, but also applying it to our lives so that we can live in light of the gospel with God and with others. And also bringing this light to the world. Just as a reminder, this podcast study was an excerpt from my Gospel Dictionary online course. This course looks at 52 keywords of the Gospel and hundreds and hundreds of Bible passages about the, the Gospel. And uh, it is available. The only way to take this course is by joining my online discipleship group. You can learn more and join by visiting redeeminggod.com slash join. You not only get access to this online course, the Gospel Dictionary, but all of my other courses as well. We're thousands of dollars. There's hundreds of hours of teaching, and I'm adding more all the time. So anyway, if you would like to learn in this format through audio, uh, you can join there. There's PDF downloads, book downloads, free eBooks, even get access to my private Facebook group. You can contact me by email and so many other benefits as well. Uh, just by joining up, I'm going to send you a free audio book on prayer. So anyway, to learn more and join me there, just go to redeeminggod.com slash join. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode today. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode as well. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Bye.